Huge win by Mark Hunt over the weekend. Joining us down the line to talk all the latest boxing news is boxing journalist and commentator Paul Up and Paul, welcome back to the program. Great to be back. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, Paul, what did you make of the fight between Mark Hunt and Sonny Bill Williams? A, a huge win for Mark in the end, uh, a TKO victory. And, well, I guess it's the that old adage of the last thing to go is the power in the hands. And, uh, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't gone for Mark Hunt yet. Yeah, look, you summed it up perfectly. And, like, a lot of people were expecting Sonny Bill Williams to win this pretty easy, but... You know, I think they're underestimating Mark's, um, you know, long-term experience, success as a UFC fighter. He certainly knows how to punch. And we did see when he fought Paul Gallen, even though he lost on points, he really hurt Gallen there at one stage. And Gallen was lucky to survive and went on to win on points. And sort of people thought, well, at 48 years of age, you know, Mark's over the edge, past his best. But, you know, Sonny Bill Williams, um, you know, great rugby league player, fantastic athlete. But I never got the impression through when he was boxing that he was really into boxing. I know he tried to dedicate himself. You know, he, he the reason he boxed in the first place was because when he broke his contract with Canterbury Bulldogs many years ago, he had to pay some money out. So his friend, Anthony Mundine, said, look, box on my undercards. You can make some money. Sonny liked it and uh, took it from there. But he never... I was surprised. When I interviewed him once, he told me in between fights when he wasn't fighting, he didn't train for boxing, concentrated on rugby league and union. I don't know whether that reflected on his performance here, but yeah, look, it was, it was a great win for Mark, but maybe we're underestimating, you know, his ability. Do you enjoy these types of fights? You know, we see Mark Hunt, who's, you know, well past his prime, he's an, he's an MMA fighter. Sonny Bill, who you just mentioned there, maybe isn't necessarily, uh, you know, super into his, into his boxing at, at times. Uh, do you enjoy these types of cards? There is some criticism, but look, I like the opportunity it gives for more boxing out there, whatever level it's at. And we saw over the years with Danny Green and Anthony Mundine and then Sonny Bill Williams, they're being self-promoting. They're putting shows on all different um, states around Australia and they give a lot of um, boxers on the undercard, male and female, the opportunity to actually compete. And I always tell people, if there's no promoters, and these days we see the top-line fighters promoting themselves, there's no boxing matches. So, look, in that respect, I do like it. It's, you've got to remember, it's not the highest top-level that we see, you know, when world titles are at stake. But, you know, you've got to respect them for the athletes that they are. Do you think we'll see either of these two in a ring again? Look, if Sonny Bill Williams wants to continue boxing, and he said on the weekend he was quoted at Fox Sports that maybe this is the end, maybe he might not fight again. You know, certainly I'd, I'd see him in a rematch. You know, he needs to avenge, uh, retool and come back. I think Mark would probably be open to a payday. Um, to fight Sonny Bill, he'll think he'd knock him out again. Um, if Sonny was to continue on and fight somebody else, you know, maybe that's a back step. So, look, it's up to Sonny to decide, you know, what he wants to pursue in boxing and how far he wants to go. But, you know, if he is, I, I would like to see a rematch. Okay, let's turn our attention now to Friday night because it was Justice Huney with a great win. Uh, he just continues to... Uh, pile on the wins, undefeated, 7-0, and and just uh, a brilliant heavyweight boxer. Yeah, look, he fought the, the Kiwi, the Kiki Latelli, and look, it was a tough battle. There was a lot of great exchanges on the inside. We saw this um, fight live on Fox Sports. And in the end, you know, Justice won, you know, whether he was seven rounds to three or eight rounds to two, however you had it. He, he won the fight fairly comprehensively, but it was a real fight in every sense of it. He took a lot of punishment. And, um, you know, during the, the fight, he sort of insinuated to his corner that he, 
he hurt his hand again, that right hand he's had a lot of problems with. And I think fans underestimate injuries being a factor you know, in professional boxing. These guys carry fight, injuries into fights, um, uh, you know, particularly hands. We saw with Floyd Mayweather over the years, he had a lot of issues with hands and he did specific training to strengthen up his hands. And maybe if Hooney's broken his fight again, his hand again, um, that right hand, maybe he needs to look at doing something different with trying to strengthen it up because, you know, the tools of the trade for the boxers is their hands. And if they can't uh, keep them 100%, it's going to be hard going forward. Yeah, so what is the update on that hand? Do you think we'll see him in action again this year or will he be taking some time off? Oh, look, if it's broken, and, and I think the suggestion was, we haven't heard officially that it was, that he needs to take some time off and uh, you know, get it right because that's the problem. If you come back too quickly, um, you keep breaking. And that, look, that's what led to Tim Zhu taking a break from boxing when he was an amateur. But he, he had a problem with his hands and he kept on breaking them all the time. And in the end, it got so frustrating, he stepped away from the sport as an amateur before we saw him come back. Um, and started that pro career at the age of um, uh, 23. So, you know, maybe Justice needs to look at doing something different there, And with, as I said, with, with, with fixing his hands up. But it, it can be an ongoing problem for fighters because you can't train, um, you can't prepare, and then you can't fight if the hand's injured. Is he a potential future heavyweight champion of the world? He's got a long way to go. He's got a lot of skills for a, a big heavyweight, um, and he moves well. I like the way he gets around the ring, and I love his skills. And we saw what he did with Paul Gallon. You know, he completely dominated. And not that Paul Gallon was a world-class, top-of-the-line fighter, but he was very impressive. He did what he had to do. But you know, he needs to keep fighting. You know, we we like to rush our fighters, and this is the problem when they get up to that highest level at the world stage, they're not ready. And there's a big, big step up. So I'd like to see Justice compete. Try and fight four or five times next year. Stay healthy. Slowly raise the level of opposition. But yeah, look, you look at him as a future world title contender, no doubt about it, but he's got to get there first. Speaking to Paul Upham here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, Paul, just taking a look at world boxing, Dimitri Bivol, uh, just another fantastic win for him, retaining the light heavyweight uh, title. So what can you tell us about Dimitri Bivol and, and where he ranks amongst the best boxers in the world? Well, if he had that win over uh, the Mexican Gabildo Ramirez, and that was in um, uh, the United Arab Emirates over the weekend, and it was a complete, you know, dominant, whether you had it 10 rounds to twelve uh, to 2 or, or something close to that. Obviously, you know, Bibble stepped up in May when he had that upset, huge win over Canelo Alvarez, the, the pound-for-pound star who was moving up in weight from super middleweight. Uh, and Bibble, look, on the pound-for-pound list, you know, when he beat Alvarez, you know, I, I got him currently number 6. You know, if you just quickly go to the top, Alexander Usyk, the heavyweight, Terence Crawford, Naomi Uni, Errol Spence Jr. I still have Canelo Alvarez one spot ahead, Bivol, because pound for pound is body of work. It's not just based on one fight. And clearly Alvarez has achieved a lot over a long period of time at multiple weight classes. He went back down in weight. He beat Golovkin. But Bivol, um, you know, uh, there's really, if he wants to have another re- a rematch with um, Canelo Alvarez, it's possibly going down. But they, he said that's not his, his weight class. Um, the other big fight out, out there for him is he's got one world title at super uh, at light heavyweight is to fight Berbatov, who's got the other three titles for the undisputed championship. But you know certainly Bivol, uh, you know he is a, a real talent, and we saw that against Canelo Alvarez when he really dominated. Him. All right, well, you mentioned him there, but Michael Zarafa, uh, could he be coming up to fight against Triple G? Well, that's the case. You know, he is the uh, mandatory uh, to middleweight for the WBA world title. 
Um, and Giraffe has reported that there's been approaches from Golovkin. Now, just to explain what happens with these top-line fighters like Golovkin, the teams will go out there and look at multiple fights while they're the best opportunities around the world for their, for their guy. And then obviously, ultimately, uh, Golovkin will decide um, if he wants to take the fight. But the, being Giraffe is the number one contender. It's a good chance that that fight will happen. Golovkin, if he wants to keep the title, will have to fight Zarafa. Zarafa is going to fight on uh, November 23 on the Paul Gallen, uh, Justin Hodges card, uh, and he need to win. You know, one loss, and um, you know that fight with Golovkin is gone. So it's a lot on the line for Michael. Um, you know, we, we he had that controversy. He pulled out of that Tim Zhu fight um, last year, and um, he copped a lot of criticism for that. But he's trying to work his way back. So big opportunity for for Michael Zarafa to fight. Um, Golovkin, you know, one of the biggest names in the world, obviously not the, the top, obviously the losses to Canelo Alvarez has lessened him, but, you know, Golovkin's been a dominating world champion for a long time. Paul, it's been a pleasure chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. There he goes, Paul Upham, boxing commentator and journalist. I thank him for his time on today's show.